Hello, this is Dan Bender, executive producer of the podcast Singles Network. Today I'm excited to present Single Living, a podcast that brings you straight talk on everything that concerns today's singles, including relationships, dating, travel, and financial security. Single Living is hosted by Rich Goss, a well-respected expert in the singles industry. He is the author of eight books on dating and has lectured on the subject in over 50 colleges and universities. Rich is frequently interviewed by the news media, including Oprah, CNN, Fox News, and the Wall Street Journal, to name just a few. And now, here's the host of Single Living, Rich Goss. My guest today is Tom Pattinson, certified senior planner, who's going to be talking about retirement planning for singles. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Rich. Can you tell me, Tom, what's so different about single people? Why do they need to have a retirement planner for their specific needs? Sure. Yeah, I, I think basically the fact that you don't have an official partner um, means that you really have to be on your toes, know what's going on, how to plan, how to prepare for getting older, how to preserve your estate. Um, I think one of the most important things to realize as a single person is that you since you don't have a spouse, uh, if heaven help us, something happened and you uh, became incapacitated, if you don't have a revocable living trust or especially a durable power of attorney for asset management and for health care, um, the, the state would most likely take over. And uh, that's generally rather an unpleasant experience. <laughs> I, I think all of us would rather give the money to almost anybody other than the state. Well, and it's, it's not just giving the money, but you're right. It, it's expensive. But you, if, if something should happen to you, let's say you got in a, heaven help us, you got in a car accident, you're going to be fine in a few months. But in that interim time, if you don't have a durable power of attorney for asset management, the state of California is obligated to take over your state. And uh, so that's, a, that's something I like to emphasize to single people. Yeah, I don't think anybody really knows that. I hadn't heard that before. Yeah, it's a, very, a lot of people think of trusts as important because of what happens to your heirs. They don't have to go through probate if you have a trust. Exactly. But I would say just as important and perhaps even more is you're much more protected while you're alive as long as you have a durable power of attorney for asset management and for health care, both of which are parts of a revocable living trust. And I'm sure if we did a survey right now, we'd find out that 99% of single people in this country don't know that. And so we've got to get the word out because single people don't realize how vulnerable they are financially. When you don't have that spouse, it's more than just not having a bed partner or somebody to share your life. You're really very vulnerable is the point you're making. You are. You, you, just, you don't have that second person who's kind of watching out for, for your affairs, so you have to be especially sharp. Um, and something you brought up to me, Rich, uh, that I, that I forgot, but I remember when I was single for years, um, I had one plan, one estate plan, and I had some money I'd saved and so on and so forth. When someone gets married, generally the partner brings something to the table. And when you're not married, you don't have that. So just generally, I have found that single people, uh, have to be a lot more on top of things than if they were than if they were married. And when do you think singles should start planning for their retirement? Is there such a thing as too early of an age to plan for your retirement? I don't think so. I think if you know, the smartest thing you could do at the youngest age possible would be to start saving for your future, and that's a hard thing to do uh, with all the expenses today. But it's a very good idea, uh, for example, to 
put as much as you can into your IRA, for example. And then um, the next step, at least from, from my standpoint, is to get that IRA uh, into some sort of an annuity product. And I'll, as we're talking more today, I'll explain why I think annuities are especially uh, appropriate for single people. Okay. And then what about as people get older? Is there such a thing as being so old that you're hopeless, it's just too late to plan for your retirement, you miss the boat, so forget about it? Or do you think that uh, older people can get on the bandwagon late? Oh, sure. Yeah, there, it's, never, it's never too late. And you can do a lot of very positive things um, at 60 and 65 and so forth. You want to get started, though, because um, time is on your side the younger you are. And that allows you to grow your estate um, over a period of time. Uh, the insurance companies quite often don't offer uh, annuity products, especially after the age of 85. So uh, it is a good idea um, to get yourself uh, with some sort of a plan as soon as possible. Now, most of us have our retirement plans into two baskets, I guess I could say. One into real estate. Our home usually is our mm -hmm. biggest investment. And then some of us are fortunate enough to have some mutual funds as well or playing the stock mm -hmm. market. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that, putting all of your money into your home and into some stocks? Do you think that's a good way to plan for retirement? Well, I definitely think that uh, your home is probably the best investment you'll ever make. I think most people agree with that. You have the advantage of being able to deduct your, your interest. Um, uh, having your money in the stock market today, many advisors are telling me, and just just as a as a citizen reading the newspaper, it it seems to me that the market is a very risky place to have your money. If you have a stockbroker who can get you some Google stock, or if you really like looking for the next Google, um, that's a certain basket of money. But the kind of money that I talk about with my clients is is their nest egg. And, and that's money that you definitely don't want to lose. And that's why, I like, uh, that's why I like fixed annuities. That's why I recommend them to my clients. Um, and this, the, the equity indexed annuities that I've spoken of before uh, is, a, is an excellent combination of having the safety of a fixed annuity where your nest egg, you can rest assured you won't lose your nest egg. It'll never go down. As long as you follow the rules of your annuity, uh, you'll never lose your money in an annuity. Uh, and with an equity indexed annuity, not only do you have the security of, of, not, of knowing you'll never lose your money, but you can also make a very, very, very nice return if the market goes up. So really what you're saying, Tom, is that with the annuities, it's possible to have uh uh, your cake and eat it too, where you can have the safety that you can rely upon that money. It's never going to be gone when you retire and still have the possibility of that nest egg growing. Growing substantially. Yeah. I mean, if, it, if your nest egg grows, uh, let's say 6% tax deferred per year uh, for 12 years, it will double. So if you're 50, uh, at 62, you're still a pretty young person. Uh, your $50,000 or whatever is going to be $100,000. Uh, if we've if the market's gone up, and and as as it has historically, and over the years it's it's had about a six percent return, um, and in addition you never have to worry about losing your money. I've had uh, I remember never forget this one client was an older gentleman. He he told me he didn't want to open up his mail from his brokerage firm until I got there, and I got there and he 
he opened it up and he turned red in the face and started to sweat. I thought he was going to have a heart attack, and he he had lost about a hundred thousand dollars. Wow! And that really changed his life. It really did. And it takes so long to get it back, even if the market you know shot straight up after that. It would take him a long time to get back up. Um, with an equity index annuity, uh, which is different from a variable annuity, a variable annuity is one in which your money actually is in the market, and that can vary, can go down. You can lose a lot of money in a variable annuity. So, so what you're saying is you don't want to gamble with your future. You've got your nest egg. You want to be 100% sure that money is there when you retire. This is not something where you're you're trying to become a multimillionaire. You know, hit to hit another Google, as you said. Right. So this is where you want to be cautious. You want to have that nest egg. You want to make sure it's there when you retire. That's right. If you have extra money, then you can play the stock market. But mm. you certainly don't want to put your retirement nest egg into the stock market. You want to have some money for emergencies and and trips and things like that. And you might you might want to play the market a little bit. Um, but as a retirement planner, my main uh, goal with my clients is to make sure that in 10 years and 20 years and 30 years they have some money so they can have a retirement. All right, let's assume that I follow your advice, Tom, and I put you know just about everything I have other than my home into an index annuity. Uh-huh. Suppose I run into an emergency and I need to take out $5,000, $10,000. I mean, do I have to go to the bank to get an emergency loan? Uh, no, most annuities will allow you to take uh, 10% a year out in some cases, up to half of the principal. In other cases, the entire amount. Every year, you can take out 10%. Some annuities require you to leave it there for the first year before you take anything out. Some annuities allow you to take, a, say, a $50,000 loan out. Um, and uh, one of the services that a good estate planner can provide um, is to explain all the different annuities, what they are, what what different parameters they have, and pick one that fits you and your circumstances. And that's, I spend a lot of my time doing that. A lot of people don't even know there is an alternative to the stock market. Most people I find who have old 401ks or IRAs or old 403bs, um, they seem secure because they get a statement uh, every now and then, and sometimes it's gone down a little bit and so forth, and sometimes it's gone up. But I just remind them that no matter how solid and stable it looks, uh, if there is a downturn in the market, as there was in 2000, 2001, and 2002, um, you can lose you know, half or more of your nest egg. I lost a lot of money on the downturns. I know what you're talking yeah, about. I did. My wife and I did too. There are so many of us. Uh, they they always say that investment is all based on timing, and you know we got in too late on the stock boom. Uh-huh. And you're saying that we don't want to take those chances with our retirement nest egg. No, and you can make. I mean, if the market goes up with an index, a, a good indexed annuity, you can make uh, you know twenty, thirty percent in the market. So you 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 have the ability to make a darn nice return. And don't forget that it's tax-deferred and it compounds annually. So it's just, to me, it's nice to think that if you put in X now and the market does average, chances are you're going to have about 2X in 10 or 12 years. And as far as the index annuities are concerned, do you recommend a particular company or are there lots of companies that would be good or what? There are, there are several companies. There are lots of companies that, that have come up with uh, equity index annuities. They were started in about uh, 1995 because fixed annuities were, you know, you, you make 
2.75 or 3 percent. Which even though, is nothing. You can't keep up with inflation. Well, that since it's tax deferred, um, it you know it's like making making three uh, percent tax deferred is somewhat like making four and a half percent on a CD because you have to pay taxes on that. Okay, so it's really not that bad to do the fixed annuities, but you're saying there's something even better than the fixed annuity. Well, the industry in competition with the stock market industry, the insurance industry wanted to come up with something that would entice people away from the stock market. And in 1995, when they came out with equity index annuities, there was interest, but it wasn't overwhelming because the market was doing so well. Right. But now I find when I talk with people over the last 10 years, if they've been in the market, uh, they're a lot more cautious. And um, uh, there, are, there, there are several models with several of the companies uh, that they use that can allow you to do very, very well, in many cases, beat mutual funds without the risk. so That's just amazing. And these uh, insurance companies, basically, they're the ones that put out all the annuities? Yes, the insurance companies, the big... And, and what, what I recommend is you go with, a, with an A-rated company that has a very solid uh, balance sheet and so forth. And they're about as safe as you can get in our economy. The insurance companies, many people uh, feel, were the, were the pillars of our economy that brought us out of the, uh, out of the depression. And the insurance companies are, are generally concerned, are considered to be sort of the last bastion of, of economic strength. And uh, now, so, do you, now, do you recommend any particular uh, companies, insurance companies that are A-rated that you think would be a safe place to park your retirement cash? You know, he, Rich, I, I used to because I have some favorite ones, but I've discovered now that uh, they all have little differences, and everyone has different circumstances. Some people want to have uh, something that favors long-term care, for example. Others want to have an annuity where they can take a loan if they need to. Another company might give you an annuity with better benefits, but they won't let you take a loan. So it takes me a little while to get to know what someone's circumstances are, what their goals are, um, before I recommend a company. But I, I almost always uh, shy away from a company that is not rated A. I, I had an experience once where I found uh, an annuity that had a lot of bells and whistles, and I recommended it to a friend. And he called me up the next day and, and said, Tom, I'm going to have to cancel. And I said, why? And he said, well, I checked it out, and it's a C-rated company by, by Weiss, which is one of the rating companies. And I apologized profusely, and I, uh, I, I decided at that point to just go with the, the A companies. So you have to do your homework before you invest your nest egg. You definitely do. And, it's, and you kind of need a tutor to do your homework because, I mean, it took me – I won't say years, but it took me a long, long time to figure out what all the brochures were talking about. I mean, you, you take 10 brochures from 10 uh, different annuities, and it's like reading hieroglyphics, hieroglyphics unless you've uh, had some experience with it. And uh, one of the things I've done is uh, focused on annuities because I, I believe in them strongly, and uh, I can be pretty helpful in helping people pick which one they want. In terms of long-term care, that's another issue that comes up quite often uh, with just about everybody now. Um, and uh, getting long-term care insurance can be a very expensive um, proposition, but um, the people I talk to who have long-term care have a certain sense of security about themselves that people without it don't seem to have. So if you can spare the extra money, um, 
I highly recommend looking into getting long-term care insurance. Today in California, at least, um, it costs about $6,000 a month to have uh, to, to stay in a nursing home. At least. And um, that's probably going to just continue to go up. Right. So that the other, the other product that I, that I uh, sell, in, in addition to annuities, is long-term care insurance. And uh, just for example, just to get an idea, if you wanted to have a, a policy that would pay uh, what it costs today, $200 a day, uh, with a 90-day elimination period, which is traditionally the, the average time that the insurance companies make you pay for your stay. And they call it a 93-month 90, a elimination period in which they don't pay. But after that, they'll pay for five years. And assuming you're in good health, um, at 40, it'll cost you about $1,600 a year. At 50, about 2000 a year. And at 60, about 2700 a year. And that's uh, at 40, 133 a month, at 50, 160 a month, and at 60, 224 a month. So it's not cheap, but you recommend the long-term insurance. It's not cheap, but um, when you think that the chances are about roughly about 50% that all of us are going sometime to need long-term care, uh, it's a pretty uh, nice thing to have in your portfolio knowing that your family uh, isn't going to have to support you and pay seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year to take care of you. The other nice thing about having a long-term care policy, and this is huge, Rich, because uh, being a certified senior advisor, a lot of my clients are seniors, and I have to tell you that it almost a hundred percent of the people I talk to uh, want to stay at home. They want to stay in their home when they're older. Now, if you have a long-term care, ah, here's another thing. There's an annuity I just heard about the other day that allows you to take, um, the, let me step back a little bit. One of the drawbacks to, or frankly, the drawback to an annuity is that uh, you, if you take your money out early or if you take out more than what the agreement with the insurance company is, there's a surrender charge. Uh, different annuities have different programs for long-term care. Came across one the other day that, that uh, seem quite good, and if you are if you need long-term care, you can get all your money out right away with no penalty. But then, as I looked into it, I discovered that that's only for a nursing home. It doesn't count for your if you're in your house. So, um, ideally, I would like to see all my clients have a good long-term care insurance from one of the one of the few really good companies that, that issue it. Um, and uh, have a policy in which they can stay in their home if they want. Right. I th I'm sure everybody has that fantasy of being able to stay in their home until the very end. Yeah. And, and, of course, we all fantasize that we're going to pass away peacefully at night and uh, not have to go through the nightmares of cancer or whatever. But realistically, we have to be prepared for the, the high right. possibility that we're going to need that nursing home care or that long-term care in our homes. That's right. And, and instead of talking about life insurance, which is going to favor your, your uh, heirs and so forth, You've got something that's going to take care of you. Okay, I like that idea. Yeah. Speaking of heirs, a lot of the single people I talk to don't have heirs. They never had any children. A lot of the single people mm -hmm. I talk to either never got married 
or if they did get married, they decided not to have children. And mm-hmm. so now they're sitting, in some cases, on a substantial amount of money. Mm-hmm. And again, they don't want the government to get that money. And I believe you recommend uh, there's a way to donate all of that upon your death to charitable institutions. Right. Even better than that, there are ways to donate it upon your death uh, to charitable institutions through what's called a charitable remainder trust. And you basically irrevocably commit uh, the money you want to donate to the institution, and then uh, during the time you're alive, you get the income from it. So uh, you have the the tax, your estate has the tax advantages of giving it to a charity. Uh, You've got the income from it, and many organizations, you know, Rotary, um, the Humane Society, the Red Cross, will make quite a hero out of you. Uh, if you, you know, they make a big deal out of it if you've given a chunk of money to them. And that can be kind of fun during your lifetime to be invited to things and be honored as someone who's giving your money to a college or a church or something like that. So there's a, especially for a single person who, um, you know, many of my single uh, clients have nephews and nieces that they're especially close to. Um, But if not, uh, giving to a charity can be not just something good for the charity, but something that you can enjoy while you're while you're alive. And it beats the alternative of the government taking your estate because you don't have any heirs. Um, it really beats that alternative. <laughs> and just while we're on that on that subject of inheriting, um, IRAs um, are especially uh, hard hit when they're inherited because they're cashed out and they just come in as ordinary income. So one of the uh, things that people do quite often is they take their IRA money and put it toward a charity. But also, let's say you do have a niece or a nephew that you really love and want to support, or a friend's child, say your godparent for a, for a friend's child, you can uh, set up your IRA beneficiaries in such a way that $200,000 can become $4 million over the life of the child because it's stretched over the lifetime of the child and that's something that uh, I can help people with that's a kind of a fun thing you can do with IRAs when they're when they're inherited let's talk a little bit about taxes everybody knows about the so-called marriage penalty which of course is a myth there's no such thing as a marriage penalty what there really is is a singles penalty Uh whereas you know single people get the short end of the stick and are required to pay more than their fair share in taxes what do you recommend to singles in terms of allocating their money in such a way that they don't get uh, get screwed by Uncle Sam? Well, one of the ways you can do it is by getting your income to be tax-deferred. If you don't need it to live on, I, I find many times people will have a lot of money in CDs and they don't even need the interest they're making on it and they don't, even, and they don't spend it, but they're still taxed on it. Uh, one of the things that I can do um, is I, I have... Uh, the training and and the overlays and so forth, but I can look at someone's tax return and see where they might be able to reduce their taxes by transferring their assets in such a way that they have tax-deferred income rather than taxable income. Um, Another thing that people don't realize, uh, once you start taking uh, Social Security, uh, as a single person, if you're making more than uh, $25,000 a, a year, you are going to be taxed on half of your Social Security. 
if you're making more than $32,000 a year, you can be taxed on 85% of your Social Security. So we find, we find a lot of situations where people will have um, a high income, and when we look at it, we get them out of the market where they're getting interest, and we get them out of CDs where they're getting interest, and get them into what in many cases is a much, is a much wiser investment into something that's tax-deferred. We can save them sometimes a lot of money in their taxes. And how do people avoid outliving their money? I know that's a big fear that a lot ah. of single people have because, again, they don't have that spouse to rely that's upon. Right. So they get older and they're going to yeah. run out of money and they're going to end up on skid row. I love uh, client stories. That brings up one I just heard. I have a favorite client who's 81 and uh, very wise. And the other day she was telling me, she said, Tom, I have a friend who's 83 and she's living alone in a, in a little um, trailer and so forth. And she just didn't have any money. And she said she discovered an old annuity that she had bought years and years ago, a fixed annuity that she'd forgotten about. I mean, it's just a dream story. It was $75,000, and she can annuitize it and make a darn good amount of money. And at that age, um, uh, an extra few hundred dollars a month can mean a huge amount. It can mean that you can go out to dinner with your friends. You can get on the bus and go to Reno and have a fun time gambling. It means you can uh, maybe afford drug, you know, the extra drugs you need. At 83, I'll just uh, estimate, the insurance companies uh, would, let's just assume that they would say, okay, this is a a woman, she's 83, she's got 10 more years to live. So the insurance company, if they were to annuitize that $75,000, they would give the uh, insured roughly a tenth of that every year in an even payment up until all the money was gone. If you annuitize, however, for 10 years plus life, those are the words, 10 years plus life, the insurance companies will pay you not one-tenth of the amount, but a little bit less of that, but for the rest of your life, no matter how long you live. So often I will, uh, I'll run into some really healthy Perky senior who's, you know, in late 70s or, or 80s or whatever, and uh, they tell me that, you know, their parents lived till late 90s or 100 years old and so forth. That might be a perfect time to call up your insurance company and say, look, I want to annuitize because you're kind of betting against the insurance company and you, you know something they don't know. And who knows, you live 20 years, you annuitize for 10 years plus life, um, they'll be paying you that amount for 20 years. And in this case, at $75,000, just roughly, let's say she's going to be getting $7,500 a year for the rest of her life. At 83, to be getting, uh, you know, $600 extra a month just completely changed her life. And so that was kind of a nice story. But that's how you, that's one of the ways you, probably the best way to avoid, avoid outliving your money is to save it in what I call the ultimate piggy bank, which is a good equity index annuity, which grows compounded um, over the years, tax deferred. And then at the at a certain point, you can annuitize it. And at that point, you can assure yourself of that certain amount of income coming in forever, no matter what. Well, Tom, you've given us a lot of great advice. I'm sure people listening right now have individual questions. And I'm told that you're willing to Talk to people on the phone for 20 minutes or so for free. I mean, is this true? Sure. Yeah. No, I'd love to. I, I enjoy it. Each, each case is a, 
interesting puzzle for me, which I try to help put together with the client and come up with something that's safe and beneficial to them. Great. Well, let's give out the telephone number then. Anybody who wants to ask Tom a question, an individual personal question, you can give him a call in the San Francisco Bay Area at area code 415-883-1426. That's 415-883-1426. And we might as well mention that you've got a new website up, sponsored by yahoogroups.com. Anybody who wants to learn about retirement planning for singles, all they have to do is log on to yahoogroups.com and then type in Retirement for Singles, and they'll get onto your website, and you'll give them a little bit piece of advice there as well. Sounds good. I look forward to talking with them. Wonderful. My guest today has been Tom Pattinson, who is a certified senior advisor. Hopefully, uh, none of us will have some of the problems that he talked about today, but uh, if we do, hopefully we will prepare for those problems by taking some of Tom's advice. Thanks again for coming today, Tom. I very, very much enjoyed it. Thanks, man. 